And I'll be honest with you, what we're talking about tonight is not something that um, you've never heard before. Uh, it's not something probably that's going to hit you uh, in a way that you're surprised by. Uh, I think what we're talking about tonight is something that we do that we've kind of become okay with. Um, it's something that we do that uh, has just become such a regular part of our lives that we don't really pay attention to it. Uh, and so tonight, we're actually talking about gossip. So, and, and when I say that, immediately some of you go, oh, gossip again? Like, because this is something that we've talked about, you talk about at every age level. It's something that we talk about all the time, but it's something that we really don't pay attention to that much unless uh, someone's gossiping about you or unless you get caught, right? Like both of those scenarios aren't good. That, that, that time where you walk into a room and you know everybody's already been talking about you, we've all been there. Or that time that you're talking about somebody as they walk in and you go, oh, hey, how you doing? Like I, I still remember the first time I got, I got caught in that. It was back when I was in, in high school. That I remember, I probably happened before that. But back in high school, um, and I'm dating myself in this, back when we had landlines and back when we had something called call waiting. And so back in the old times, um, the, the calls used to come through on landlines. And then if somebody would call, uh, it would beep in and you'd hit a number and uh, it would switch over to that person. And you could answer it instead of just being busy. And so I remember being on the phone with this girl and she was talking and talking and talking about her problems and all that. And because she was cute, I was listening. And I, I was just like listening and I'm like, okay, this is great. And I'm like, amazing. It's just like one of those moments where I'm like, wow, she can really talk about this. And so we're going and going. And then the, the line beeped and I was like, Hey, I got to switch over. And it was one of my friends They're like, how, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe this. Like we have been talking about this problem she has with this girl for the past two hours. Like this is insane. Like she's got something wrong with her head. Like, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, we're just kind of laughing about it. And then I go, well, I got to go. I got to go back and, you know, talk about this girl some more. And so I switched back over and I was like, Hey, so uh, what were you talking about? She goes, do you really want to know? And I'm like, yeah, we've been listening to it. She goes, you don't think it's stupid? I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, I could hear you. Because back then, call waiting didn't always work the way you thought it would. There was times where you would hit it and the other person still got to hear everything you were saying. And so she got to hear my entire conversation. At that point, I realized that there was no chance of us dating. So I'm like, I might as well just go. <laughs> and she's like, that's probably a good idea. And we hung up the phone. But this is something that uh, I don't think we see as something that's that damaging many times, unless we see it firsthand, unless it happens to us, but we know it's not good. We do. We know that in the end, it damages our relationships. We know that the Bible talks about it. We know that it says it's destructive. I mean, here's what's crazy. No one would ever come up to you. You never ask somebody that like had an incredible relationship and you go, what's the secret to your relationship? And they go, well, you know what? This sounds crazy, but we just gossip about each other all the time. Like no people, no one that's married goes, yeah, the secret to our 50 year marriage is we just gossip behind each other's back. Like no one would say that. Like we, we know that, but we, we don't understand it. Like even from a young age, we learn the phrase, if you don't have something nice to say, then don't say anything at all. But what we see in the Bible is we see God is incredibly anti-gossip. In fact, it, it actually says in the Bible that gossip is an expression of evil. He literally says it's an expression of evil. And just to start off, I want you to understand what gossip is because I know when I talk about this, some people don't fully get it. Gossip is talking negatively behind someone's back if it's true or untrue. For people say, well, if it's true, it's okay. No, 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 no. It's still gossip. It's still wrong. If it's true or untrue, if it's negative and we're doing it behind their back, it's not okay. It's not something that's okay, but we've seen this. And, and why we're bringing up, especially in the churches, is because something the church is known for many times. 
You see people talk about, oh, what's the church? The church is judgmental. The church is gossipy. The church looks at people and they're full of judgment towards them. And you see it in the church, but you see it throughout our lives. I mean, it's such a normal part of our lives. It's in everything that we do. It's in, I mean, there's entire news stations that are devoted to gossip. You have like TMZ in those places. Twitter is devoted to gossip. I mean, it, you wouldn't have a reality TV show without gossip, would you? I mean, what are the, the, the wives of Orange County going to talk about if they're not talking about each other? I mean, what are the Kardashians going to talk about? Like, they wouldn't even have a show, right? If they didn't gossip, no one would watch because they'd be good friends. Like, it, but that's a part of everything that happens. And the thing is, gossip is something... It really is something that we want to hear. Proverbs 18.8, I like the way it says this. It says, rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Like, it, it's just kind of funny that it says dainty morsels. And it's kind of like this. I went, I went and got some Ferrero Rocher. And um, I actually looked up how to say that on YouTube. Um, Ferrero, Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, I think that's it. And there's just something about these. Like I always remember when my mom would get these and she'd get them every once in a while. I was like, ooh, they've got gold foil. And they're like, they're really good, but it's, it's kind of like this. This is what gossip is kind of like. It's literally going up to somebody and going, hey, do you want, do you want some of this? Do you want, you know, hey, would you like an actually front row? Anybody? I know a lot of you guys are on keto, but hey, come on. You guys know, oh, for somebody else. There you go. No, come on. Yeah, there you go. You got to get, I'm just, there you go. There you go. But this is literally what gossip is. It's literally going up like, hey, I got something. Want to hear it? We're like, yeah. Heck yeah. Like it, it is. So, I mean, think about it. When somebody comes up to you and they've got that certain smile on their face, you know the smile, right? They come up to you and they're like, I got something to tell you. You're like, oh, what is it? What happened? Because we enjoy it. It's like that, it's that, it calls it dainty morsel, but it's that, that, that thing that we want. It's appealing to us. It's that, that sugary goodness, right? It's that thing that even when we're on, you know, whatever diet, there's a part of us that goes, I should have that. But here, here's the deal. Just like sugar does, so does gossip stay with us. It's not something that just happens and then it goes away. It actually feeds into a problem. It's kind of like this. A lot of times it feeds into a pride, our pride issue. Some of us, the, way, the only way that we can stay prideful is to listen and hear about gossip. Here's what's crazy to me is that we enjoy hearing about people's shortcomings. Why is it that other people failing makes us feel so good? Like there's just something about it. And you guys, if you're sitting there going, oh, I don't, I'm not that. Yeah, we're all that way. But sometimes it's out of that. Sometimes it's out of pride. Sometimes it's out of entertainment. Some, some of you have relationships that are totally formed off gossip. If you didn't gossip about other people, you'd have nothing to talk about. I mean, there's times, I remember there's times where you've just hung out with friends and I've hung out with friends and all we did was talk about other people. Sometimes gossip comes out of hurt. We've been hurt by someone. So we feel the need to go around and tell everyone about it. We, we feel the need to make sure everyone knows that something happened. We feel justified in that. Sometimes it's just the way that we feel approved or accepted. It's that idea that we can have this insider information. But here's the problem with all that. There's no good reason to gossip. Like there's never an okay reason. It's not like, well, I did it because of this. And we go, oh, that's fine. That's good. There's no good reason to gossip. And what happens is gossip gets into our heart and it stays there and it builds up and it actually starts to hurt us and poison us. This is in the same way sugar can, Right? I mean, I, I still remember going off to college, you get the freshman 15 or more like freshman 20. And then there's the marriage 30. And so that, that just kind of happens. It's just like you, you see men who get married and you go, 
you're married now, aren't you? And you just, that's just what happens. Why? Because we allow that. It's the same thing with gossip. Gossip literally gets into our hearts and it poisons us. It affects us in every single level. In fact, the more that we gossip, the more it feeds into the reason that we gossip. If we feel insecure, that's exactly what gossip does. It feeds into that insecurity. If it's out of pride, it feeds into that pride. If it's out of hurt, it feeds into that hurt because we feel like when we're gossiping, we're letting people know about it. But all it do, does is it reminds us of the hurt that we already have. And so we have all these horrible results of gossip, which the biggest one is uh, gossip kills relationships. It kills relationships. Proverbs 16, 28 says it this way. It says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. I mean, we know this, the closest friends, small groups, churches. I've seen entire churches split because of gossip. You guys have heard the phrase before, loose loose lips sink ships. That comes from World War II. Because back then, the German spies were getting on ships and they were hearing uh, in insider information. They were he- hearing intel and then they were finding out where to bomb, where to send a torpedo, whatever it may be. And it was hitting the places and they're wondering, how is this happening? So they, they developed the phrase, loose lip ships. And here's the idea behind it. You only tell the person that needs to know the information. Nobody else. It doesn't matter if they're around you. It doesn't matter if they're in the same room as you. If they don't need to know that information, you don't tell them. This is the same thing with gossip. If someone doesn't need to know the information, we don't tell them. If someone's not a part of what's going on, we don't need to tell them in that moment. See, loose lips, they kill friendships, they kill relationships. And what it does is it it changes an entire dynamic. I mean, think about your workplace dynamic. Think about all the negative talk that some of you walk into and how you feel when you walk into those environments that you know are full of gossip. I mean, your workplace may have been fine at first, but then two people dated and broke up. Then all of a sudden, what happens when you walk into that workplace? It's taken sides. People are talking. It becomes a very different place because what happens is this. Gossip actually fuels a toxic environment. Proverbs 26, 20 says it this way. It says, fire goes out without wood and corals disappear when gossip stops. Here's what's amazing. It's amazing how quickly a fight stops if both people refuse to gossip. Because if both people refuse to gossip, it's just between you and me. But when both people are gossiping, everybody else is brought into the situation. In fact, I've seen people who are fighting resolve the fight, but then somebody else comes behind and gossips and starts it right back up. I mean, imagine what it would be like with the people around you. I, I, I thought about it this way. Imagine if in your workplace, no one ever told you anything about your boss. How would you feel about them? What would your perception be of the people that you worked with if you only went off what you've experienced with them, not what everybody else has said? I mean, how many times have we gone into an environment and before we've even met somebody, we already have an idea of who they are? I mean, that happens all the time in workplace and it happens in church too. And it's something that it's not acceptable. It's something that we feel like we can get away with, but it's actually an offense to God because it takes our perspective and it poisons it. I mean, imagine for a moment here is as I'm teaching up here, if a person next to you leaned, next, leaned into your ear and they said, hey, I I know this is crazy. I know he's talking about this, but um, I heard he embezzled money from the church. Or, hey, um, so he was just yelling at some girl in the hallway. I don't even know why he's cursing at her. Like, if you just told that, would, I don't think anybody in here would listen to a word I said from that point on. Or if you were, you'd just sit there like, mm-hmm, whatever. Like, it would immediately poison your perspective. It would immediately make you go, I don't want to hear what he's saying. And you probably would never come back. See, that's what we do many times when we gossip. We give somebody a perspective where they don't get to be something else. Here's the problem with this, and this is huge, guys. We believe in church. We believe that Jesus can change our hearts, right? 
He can change our hearts. He can make us a new person. You know where you can't change? Where everyone's telling you what you used to be. And so if church, everyone's telling everyone what you used to be, you can never grow. You can never move beyond where you were because they're keeping you in that same place. See, church should be a place where you can move beyond your hurt. You can move beyond the things that you've done so that you can actually see and people can actually see what God's doing in your heart. In fact, what we should be doing as Christians is going, man, it's incredible how much that person's grown rather than reminding them, reminding people of what they've already done. It's something that continues to happen. Here's what gossip is. It's a cancer to the church. It starts off in one place, but then it continues to spread. Here's what gossip does too. It corrupts your character. Proverbs 11, 12 to 13 says it this way. It says, it is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep confidence. Here's what's interesting to me. How corrupt our character has become to the point where we can both tell gossip and listen to gossip without even feeling anything sometimes. And guys, I'm including myself in this. There are times where we are able to say it and we go, it's, it's okay. I mean, I, here's what I know. Here's why I know that this is a topic that we don't really understand is because I will talk about many different things. If I, I talk about lust or I talk about even porn or anger or whatever it may be, I'll have people go, man, that's exactly what I need to hear. Man, I've felt so convicted about that lately. I'm so happy you talked about it. After I talk about gossip, nobody comes up and goes, man, you really got me. I feel so convicted. I gossip all the time. Nobody ever says that. What we do is we listen to it. We go, you know what? That's right. But then we walk away. It, it, because it's become such a part of what we think is okay. We, we, we've decided that it's okay for our character to get to that place. We've decided that it's okay for us to get to the place where the Holy Spirit's nagging in the back of our head no longer exists. I mean, there was that first time, I mean, think about it. When you've gossiped or when you've said something, or when you've heard something, you go, I shouldn't be hearing this. I shouldn't be talking about this. Guys, when you look at gossip, at the truest sense, it's actually satanic. In fact, Satan was the first one that did it with Adam and Eve. I mean, you see that happen. It's the reason that Jesus died is the religious leaders got together, talked about him instead of to him. They went out and they talked to the Romans and said, this is what he is. And they, it, they mixed truth with lies and caused gossip in those moments. Paul says, actually, here's what's crazy is Paul actually talks about in the Bible, he says, if someone gossips, you warn them once. If they gossip again, you warn them twice. If they gossip again, you kick them out of your church. That's a crazy thought. And the reason, reason why is he goes, we shouldn't allow anything in our church that causes division. We shouldn't allow anything in the church that causes division. So how do we remove gossip? It starts with this one idea. We talk to people, not about people. Ephesians 4, 28 and 29 says it this way. It says, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. I mean, imagine how different an environment would be if the entire group decided to never speak negatively behind someone's back. Imagine what your family would be like. There's a good one. Imagine what a family reunion would be like if no one spoke negatively about someone behind their back. I mean, we've all had that environment, right, where we've walked into a family meeting and everybody's already talked about everyone and that's happened. Imagine what your family, imagine what work would be like if everyone in there decided that's what we should be. That's what the church should be. That's what our small group should be. It's a place where we decide we're not going to say anything negative behind other people's back. And this is not, guys, it's not something easy to do because we can do it in so many ways. And I find myself doing this too, where you kind of mix, you kind of mix some gossip in with something that's good. You know, where people like, they're saying something nice, but they're also saying something 
mean? They're saying something that's sort of like, for example, if I was just like, hey guys, you know, um, Lindsay's awesome. I love Lindsay. She's up here and she leads worship and she's done such an awesome job. But I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, Lindsay gets a little bit, you know, over spiritual. Like, I mean, seriously, when she's up here raising her hands, like, come on, Lindsay. Like, really? Like in those moments where she just kind of pauses and makes everybody sing without the band. Like, come on, like you're, you're just being a little bit over spiritual. But I love Lindsay. She's awesome. She's following God. What would happen after that moment? I just poisoned your thought. The next time Lindsay raised her hand, you'd be like, Lindsay's being over spiritual. <laughs> next time there was one of those moments where everybody's singing, you're like, oh gosh, not again. Come on, Lindsay. We would do that. Why? Because I poison your thoughts. It's so easy. It comes out. And, and we, we just naturally do it. And we, we find ways of making it not look like gossip. But here, here's what we've got to do. We've got to decide this. We only talk to people that are part of the problem or part of the solution. It's not gossip if the person's a part of the problem or they're a part of the solution. Matthew 18 is a set of verses that is used all the time for conflict in church. And this is what it says. It says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Here's the idea. You're not bringing two, three, two or three people that are coming to beat up on this person. You're bringing two or three people that can confirm that idea. Because guess what? You may be wrong too. So you're bringing other people in the situation to say, is this wrong or is this right? And it says, if the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Now, here's what this doesn't mean. This doesn't mean like one day going, oh, how um, I need to have a little bit of time. I've got a PowerPoint presentation to explain why this person's wrong. Uh, no, that's not, that's not what we're doing. Back then, the church was their small group. And so you're bringing it to a group of people. You're bringing it to a small group of people and you're saying, hey, this is what's going on. It says, if they won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or corrupt tax collector, which we get wrong many times when we read this because we think, oh, we're supposed to treat them as an outcast. Not at all. How did Jesus treat them? He loved them. He accepted them. But what he did from that point on is he didn't expect them to act in the way that they should. It's basically we're loving them without expectations, which is the way we should love anybody that's not in the church. We should love them without, to put expectations on someone that hasn't already become a Christian is not at all what Jesus did. And so what he's saying, hey, if they continue to do it, that's fine. Just love them without expectations. See, if we see somebody doing something wrong, what we should do is go directly to that person and talk to them. But that's not what we do. If you were out one night, I'm going to go ahead and use Lindsay again. And you saw Lindsay and you're like, man, Lindsay looks trash. And she's like trying to get to her vehicle. What's the first thing that you do? Do you go up to Lindsay and talk about her? Or do you immediately send a text to a bunch of people with a picture of Lindsay walking very slowly? Like, what do, what do you do in that moment? And here's what we should do. And this is what the Bible says. The first thing you should do and go to that person. And it may not even be that situation. Here's what's crazy to me. Many times we see something and that's not exactly what even happened. But we start a rumor. Guess what? It's really hard to change that. It's really hard to change what someone says. And here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you don't confront people. There's this idea that, you know, you can't confront people in the church. Oh, you can't judge me. No, actually, the Bible says as Christians, we're supposed to help each other out. And if we're missing something, then somebody should point it out. And we all have stuff in our lives that somebody needs to point out. I still remember one of the first times that I wish somebody would have done that. It was when I was in college. I grew up, I was an incredibly introverted person. I, I don't know if it was fully, I was fully introverted or I was just surrounded by extreme extroverts. Uh, my dad was an extreme extrovert. All my friends were incredible extroverts. And so when I went off to college, I went away from that. And all of a sudden, I had this extroversion. I was like, oh, man, I get to be an extrovert. This is so much fun. And somebody should have told me, no, take your time. And so I remember I went off to college. But my version of extroversion was not good because I came out of an incredibly sarcastic environment. 
insanely sarcastic environment and sarcastic cutting environment. So I would walk into rooms and I would just be around a group of people and I would make fun of everyone in a very mean way. And I still kind of do that, but I try to not be mean about it, but like in a mean way and everyone's laughing. So I thought everybody was good with it. I thought everybody just thought I was funny. The next year, I remember I was at this church event and I was going up and I went to go talk to this girl who was brand new. I was like, hey, my name's House. She goes, oh, I heard about you. I was like, that I'm so dashingly good looking? But no, she goes, uh, I was told not to, not to be around you because you're an incredibly mean person. It's like, oh, thanks. You know what I would have loved? Someone to come up and tell me that. I would have loved it. I would have loved somebody that would have decided that it was more important to save the relationship and to help me out than it was to talk behind my back. Guys, there's people in this room, there's people in your life that need to hear something from you. Now, you need to do it in love. We need to do it in love. But the worst thing we can do is go around and tell everybody else about it instead of that person. God calls us. He says this. He goes, if they're not a part of the problem, they're not a part of the solution, they shouldn't tell you that. And here's the same side of it. If someone comes to you and tells you something and you're not a part of the problem or the solution, we shouldn't be listening to it. In fact, here's what happens. Here's the problem with gossip. When someone decides you include you in gossip, you then become a part of the solution. At least as Christians, that's what we should be. We should then become a part of the solution. We should become a place that's unsafe for people to come and gossip to us. Because here's what happens when someone comes and gossips to me. The first thing I should do is go, all right, so how are we going to fix this? Who do we need to talk to? See, we can't listen to gossip, and here's why. Because what we permit, we promote. So if I allow someone to tell me gossip, even if I'm not spreading it myself, if I'm allowing somebody to tell me gossip, I'm basically affirming what they're doing. I'm saying it's okay for you to continue to do that. Proverbs 17.4 says it this way. It says, wrongdoers easily listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. And I can't allow you to bring information. I, I remember my dad was incredible at this. Uh, I remember for the first time that I saw him do this, I was in his office after school and a guy came in and he walked in. My dad's like, hey, what's going on? Uh, we'll call him Ted. Hey, what's going on, Ted? And Ted's like, hey, yeah, things going great. But, um, and you can always tell when somebody's about to gossip because they go, they're like looking around. He, he like looked back and forth. He goes, but Gary, man, Gary's been doing this and I think he's kind of this and blah, blah, blah. My dad goes, you know what? Gary should know that. My dad walked out immediately and said, hey, Gary, come on in here. Todd's got something to tell you. Brought him in. Guess what? One, Todd heard some things that he needed to hear. Two, that guy never went to my dad's office and said something again. And here's what he would do. If that person wasn't there, he'd go, here's the deal. You got 24 hours to tell them that. You need to call him up and say, hey, this is something that I told Hal I need you to let you know that I told Hal this, so he knows this. My dad's like, he needs to know that I know this, and you need to do that. Why would he do that? Because immediately you become an unsafe place for gossip. It's important for us to do this. As Christians, imagine what it would be like if we did this. If every place that we went, we it wouldn't allow any sort of gossip because everyone would know it's unsafe. I'm only going to talk to somebody if they're going to be a part of the solution. Here, here's... Here's, a, here's the basis of it. Gossip is actually a mockery of the gospel. I mean, think about this. When the outside world looks at Christians and they see people that are gossiping, they're going, what has changed about your heart? What has changed about your life? I mean, if anyone could have truly gossiped, it would have been Jesus. Jesus knew what we were thinking. He knew what everybody was doing and thinking. I mean, it could have been so easy if somebody's like, hey, man, that Peter guy's a great guy. Jesus could be like, yeah, you think so, huh? Should have seen what he was thinking when those girls were walking by. Like, he, he could have done, he, he, like somebody came up, came, comes up and gives money. He could have been like, yeah, he gave that because of this, because he feels bad about it. Like, Jesus could have gossiped about anybody. What did he do? 
He was constantly encouraging. He was constantly helping. And if there was a problem, he went directly to the person. In fact, Jesus speaks directly to this. He goes, this is why I don't want gossip is because so much of what the church is supposed to be and so much of what the church is supposed to show is a unity that's going to show my power. John 17, 21 to 23. It says, it says, I pray that they will all be one. This is Jesus talking. Just as you and I are one. He's talking about him and God. He says, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may that, may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I've given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as I, as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you are and that you love them as much as you love me. He says this, may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me. How is the world supposed to know that Jesus exists? The unity that the church shows. How do people see who Jesus is and the power that he has? It literally says right there, it's the unity that the church shows. This is why gossip is so dangerous and destructive. This is why literally you see in the Bible it being used in the same sentence as so many other things that are wrong and destructive and considered evil. Jesus literally says the way the world will know. So when we choose to gossip, we're deciding not to show the world Jesus. Like I said, it's the opposite of the gospel because in this way, here's what gossip says. Gossip says, I am good because they are bad. The gospel says, I am good because Jesus is good. Right, it's the opposite. If we choose to gossip, we're basically reverting. We're basically going back to what we knew before. We're deciding that we are good based off somebody else's actions instead of realizing that we're good because, not because we're good, but because Jesus is good. See, gossip is the absolute opposite of the gospel. Gossip keeps score in a place that's not supposed to. Gossip keeps people's past alive in a place where we're supposed to let them go. See, gossip doesn't allow people to grow. Gossip doesn't allow people to mature. Gossip doesn't allow God to do the work that he needs to do in people's lives. Gossip is just destructive. So I hope this, and I pray for this, that that there's some conviction there so you're thinking about it. I pray that there's some areas in your life where you're going, man, this is something that I'm definitely doing here. And you start to take steps to move away from that so that you can show other people the God that he wants us to. Let's pray. God, I thank you. Um, I thank you for the love that you've shown us. I thank you for the example that you set. God, I pray that we would take this seriously. Um, God, I pray in many of our relationships tonight that uh, groups of people or friends would just go, you know what, I'm deciding not to be a part of that. Um, God, I pray if there are situations that need to be talked about, God, I pray that those that hear about it would go, let's go talk to them right now. I pray that we wouldn't allow that to just go by. God, I pray that when people look at this church, when people look at the people at the exchange, they see a group that is not someone that gossips, not someone that continues to talk about the past, but people that celebrate what God is doing and continue to help each other, encourage each other in the path that he's given us. God, we thank you that you're a God that will continue to forgive us as uh, we figure this out. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.